Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Monday, Thursday, 2022, and uh, so glad to have you guys a part of it today. Um, we've been tracking through the final days of Jesus' earthly ministry and life uh, this week with special readings for Holy Week. So we started Monday with um, Holy Monday, Tuesday. Um, the uh, all the activity that went on on Tuesday, then yesterday, Spy Wednesday or Secret Wednesday or Holy Wednesday, which not much happened. But today on Monday, Thursday, there's a flurry, a ton of activity and important things that happen on Monday, Thursday. We used to have some really good friends in Jamaica or from Jamaica. They lived in Virginia Beach, and uh, they would they told me that. Uh, I don't know if it's still the case, but back in the day, uh, Monday Thursday service in like Jamaica was the, one of the largest services uh, of the year. It was a big celebration, a big uh, festivities as they gathered to uh, commemorate uh, this very very important day in the life of the of uh, Jesus, and, and then uh, by by consequence uh, in the in uh, the life of the church. So Monday, Thursday, um, is it's Monday, M-A-U-N-D-Y, not Monday, not Monday, Thursday, Monday. Um, and that comes from the Latin mandatum novum, which is a mandatum, which is a mandate or a commandment, novum, new, new mandate, new commandment. Uh, and it's a reference to Jesus' words that uh, in John chapter 13, verse 34, a new commandment I give you, that you love one another. Um, yeah, new commandment. You might say it's it's a uh, love one another Thursday. Hmm. Uh, a new commandment, love one another. And so uh, Monday, Thursday, a lot of things, as we said, happens the day before. Things are kind of quiet, as likely the disciples were preparing for the Passover. And so on, um, on Thursday, uh, they, the disciples are sent into Jerusalem to prepare the Passover. Um, and for that evening, um, Jesus goes to, they, they indeed uh, have the Passover meal. Um, so uh, what we uh, commemorate, and we will be doing a little bit of reading today as the Lord's Supper was instituted on Monday, Thursday. So you can see right there why it holds such a special place in the heart of believers, because the Lord's Supper itself uh, was birthed on Monday, Thursday, as Jesus was with his disciples for the last time collectively. And then, of course, uh, also on that um, night, 
on Monday, Thursday, that evening was when at the same table, Passover meal, remember Passover, uh, the Lord's Supper was part of a larger meal. It wasn't just the elements of bread and wine. It was part of a larger meal, likely a Seder meal, but a larger Passover feast. And so as they were having uh, the meal, Jesus um, took off his outer garment and wrapped it around his waist and began to wash each and every one of the disciples' feet. Uh, this is recorded for us in John chapter 13, and Jesus washes the disciples' feet, um, and of course Peter protests, and there's an interchange there between Peter and Jesus, and uh, Jesus basically says, if I don't wash you, then you have no, no, no place with me. And, uh, of course, then Peter says, wash all of me. <laughs> of course, Jesus was speaking metaphorically that if I wash you, in other words, I have, I've come to save you. Um, that whole uh, that whole scene of Jesus getting up from the table, taking off his outer garment, and kneeling at the disciples' feet to wash their feet, to serve them, and then to return to his place at the table after washing their feet is, a, uh, is an illustration, is a visual of the incarnation. The visual of what Jesus came to do. He came from heaven to earth, got up from the table of the Lord, and came to earth to serve humanity, at taking the lowest place, gave his life on a cross. When the job was done, he took back his robe and sat at the right hand of God the Father. And Jesus says after the, the washing the feet, blessed if you blessed, you'll be blessed if you do this. Uh, to remember this, to serve. Um, um, it was also shortly thereafter that Jesus goes to the Garden of Gethsemane and prays as if uh, with blood and tears, um, just uh, agonizes over what is about to come. But he also prayed for the church, prayed for the people of God, that we might be one. We'll be reading a little bit of that this morning. Um, that beautiful high priestly prayer as Jesus intercedes in uh, John 17 for the belief for the for his, for his disciples, and then um, after that, of course, Jesus is betrayed. Um, Judas is arrives with the Sanhedrin to arrest Jesus, um, and Jesus asks, "Why have you betrayed me with a kiss, or have you indeed betrayed me with a kiss?" Uh, powerful, powerful moment. Um, and a soldier gets his ear chopped off. <laughs> Jesus heals it. <laughs> uh, a lot happens. And then Jesus is taken to the high priest's um, residence for trial, Caiaphas. Um, yeah. So a lot happens. A lot happens on this day. And it's right. It is right, guys. It's right for us to, to, uh, to honor this day and to revere this day. And uh, thank you for making this uh, morning prayer pod podcast time a part of your day today. Um, and maybe some of you are having special services. We in the Church of God often have services on Thursday. We've, we've shifted ours to make a little bit bigger deal of, of uh, Good Friday. So we don't have anything uh, corporately going on tonight, but you might. I pray that the Lord would bless you and encourage you and strengthen you. Um, as you participate in those services. All right, let's read, guys. We're going to read Jeremiah chapter 20, verses 7 through 11. 
So glad each and every one of you guys are on today. I pray that the Lord ministers to your heart as we read his word and think about just the, the sacredness, the holiness, the, uh, the, the, the amazing things that go that are part of this day um, and just invite the Holy Spirit to speak to us. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. Let's read Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 7 through 11. Then we'll jump over to 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and then John 17. Jeremiah 20, 1 Corinthians 10, John 17. Let's do it. Jeremiah chapter 20, beginning at verse 7. You deceived me, Lord, and I was deceived. You overpowered me and prevailed. I am ridiculed all day long. Everyone mocks me. Um, the prophet, obviously writing years before the life of Jesus, so he's speaking in the first person about himself, the feeling that he has, trying to be a prophet against the world that doesn't want to hear it. Um, he feels abandoned by the Lord, feels deceived, forsaken, just expressing the genuine feelings that he has at the moment. And, and this, So then you put this in the lips of Jesus, and as Jesus is walking through uh, the next 48 hours, which will be intense and painful and uh, filled with uh, filled with hurt so you can hear um, the feelings of Jesus echoed in this too whenever I speak I cry out proclaiming violence and destruction so the word of the Lord has brought me insult and reproach all day long in other words Jeremiah is saying I had to tell to tell people the bad news I had to tell people the situation I had to, had to announce that judgment was coming. That's what Jeremiah, part of what Jeremiah did regularly, right? Repent so you can avoid judgment. And they didn't. Repent so you can avoid, so you can avoid a judgment. No. And they didn't. Guys, really, seriously, <laughs> repent so you might avoid judgment. But they didn't. And then Jeremiah gets the pleasure of saying, okay, judgment is here. It's happening. And there's no way to turn back now. It's too late. And in similar fashion, Jesus is like, you know, you know, I had to print that. I've, I've, you know, you look back at the early part of the week where he pronounced judgment on the religious system. It wasn't working. It was not serving his purpose of reconnecting people to God. It had become corrupt. And we still needed a Savior. So the word of the Lord has brought me insult and a reproach all day long. Sometimes the word of the Lord is not going to bring you... Uh, greeting or uh, encouragement and applause. Sometimes the word of the Lord will bring you insult and reproach. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? You know, it's like I always, you know, I, I get the sentiment, but sometimes people say like, you know, uh, as, as a compliment, when I leave church, I always feel good. I always feel good when I leave church. Uh, mm. I always, I'm not always sure how to take that. It's like, well, I, good. I, I think that's good. <laughs> um, but sometimes uh, the word of the Lord will convict us, make us, make us have to reevaluate some things. So I don't know that it's always the best thing to always leave church happy. I'm not saying you gotta leave mad, but you should sometimes have leave leave reflecting on some trouble, sometimes even be troubled. It's okay. 
I was troubled by the word of the Lord this morning. Well, you should be. Sometimes you should be. You should be troubled. Sometimes I'm troubled by the word of the Lord. <laughs> Verse 9. But if I say I will not mention his word or speak anymore in his name, his word is in my heart like a fire. A fire shut up in my bones. In other words, in other words I, I have to preach the word. It brings insult and it brings um, reproach, but it's a fire. I have to say it. I have to tell the truth. The word of the Lord is in my heart is what Jeremiah is saying. That's true of Jesus. He's like, came to seek and save the lost. Am I supposed to be taken from this hour? No, it's from this very hour that I came. This whole hour, this moment is why I've come. I can't like, turn away. So the, so the, the word is a fire in me. I'm going to speak it. I hear many whispering terror on every side. Denounce him. Let's denounce him. That happened to Jesus. All my friends are waiting for me to slip, saying, perhaps he will be deceived. Then we will prevail over him and take our revenge on him. Not everyone was rooting for Jesus, man. Not everybody was rooting for Jesus. That's, that's the story of this week, man. Not everybody was rooting for Jesus. On Palm Sunday, it looked like everybody was rooting for Jesus. When the, but when the rubber hit the road, we, we, we saw pretty clearly not everyone was rooting for Jesus. Verse 11. But the Lord is with me like a mighty warrior. So my persecutors will stumble and not prevail. They will fall or they will fail and be thoroughly disgraced. Their honor will never be forgotten. Their dishonor, I'm sorry, their dishonor will never be forgotten. Lord Almighty, you who examine the righteous and probe the heart of the, and mind, let me see your vengeance on them. For you, I have committed my cause. Jesus is like, I'm putting it in your hands. Jeremiah was saying the same thing. Lord, I'm putting it in your hands. My, uh, my adversaries would love to see me slip. They want to see me fail. They want to see me stumble. But God, you're with me, and you're a mighty warrior. Some of you need to hear that today, too. You know what? You may be facing a big battle. You may be facing some things. You need to know that the Lord is with you. He's a mighty warrior, and he will not let you fall. He will hold you, carry you. And that's what Jesus was saying. That's what those words in the mouth of Jesus is, you know. I preached the word of the Lord. It was not received. No, not everybody was applauding Jesus. People wanted him dead, wanted him out. His own, some of his, own, his closest friend betrays him, but he's got his trust in his father. His trust is in his father who is a mighty warrior. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, let's jump over there. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, beginning at verse 14. Welcome, everybody, for this special uh, Monday, Thursday edition of the podcast, Daily Prayer, uh, as we read these readings for, especially for this day. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, 14 through 17. Then we'll jump over to chapter 11, 14 through 17. Therefore, my dear friends, flee from idolatry. If I speak to sensible people, judge for yourselves what I say. Is not the cup of thanksgiving for which we give thanks a participation in the blood of Christ? And is not the bread that we break 
a participation in the body of Christ. Paul is referring back to the the uh, the uh, elements of the Lord's Supper. The cup is a cup of thanksgiving. We participate in the blood of Christ. The bread is a participation in the body of Christ. Because there is one loaf, we who are many are one body. For we all share the one loaf. Hmm. Paul reminding us that we're one, y'all. We're one body. Just like Jesus' prayer, which we'll read in just a few moments in John chapter 17, Jesus prays, one of the last things he prays for the believers is that we would be one. And here Paul, uh, Paul is reminding the church, you're one, you're one loaf. We belong to each other. We're one family. We're family, y'all. One, we, we all participate in the blood of Christ. We all participate in the same loaf. We're members of the same body. We belong to one another. Over in chapter 11 of 1 Corinthians 27 through 32. I'll begin at verse 23. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, that's tonight, guys. Let that sit for a minute. <laughs> on the night he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he, had given, when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Hmm. A new covenant that's been written in the blood of Jesus. Wow. He's about to seal that covenant, y'all. That's what this day and tomorrow is about. He's, a, he's about to seal the covenant with his own blood. Drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. He's coming back. <laughs> and all of this, we remember, this isn't, He's coming back one day. So then, whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be, we will be guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink from the cup. Before you receive communion, the elements of communion, examine yourself, examine your spiritual condition. Don't you know, we don't just rush into communion. We reflect. We think about it. It should, it should be a reflective moment. We should examine ourselves. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ, eat and drink judgment on themselves. Now, the problem with Corinth was they were just coming to have a meal. They were just eating. They weren't, they were, they, it was, for some of them, they had forgotten that it was supposed to be a holy moment of, of worship. They were just having a meal. They were just eating. Paul saying, when you do that, you drink judgment on yourself. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ, eat and drink judgment on themselves. That is why many among you are weak and sick, and a number of you have fallen asleep. He's like, that's part of your problem. That's why you... Paul's like, he's, he's attributing some of their, their physical condition to a uh, a misappropriation of worship. 
a misappropriation of the Lord's Supper. It's like, that's part of your problem. That's why you're all sick and weak. But if we were more discerning with regard to ourselves, we would not come under such judgment. Nevertheless, we, when we are judged in this way by the Lord, we are being disciplined so that we will not be finally condemned with the world. Mm. Jesus wants us to be different from the world so we won't be condemned with the world. Come on, y'all. We got to be different from the world because we're not of that loaf. We're not of the loaf of the world. We're of Christ. And so we're not of the world, so we're not going to be condemned with the world. Thanks be to God for that. All right, let's jump over to John chapter 17, verses 1 through 11. Jesus praying on this, uh, on this very night 2,000 years ago, praying for the people of God. And Jesus said this, as Jesus said this, he looked towards heaven and prayed, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son that your Son may glorify you. Man, he did, didn't he? He did. He glorified God. He did it perfectly. He glorified the Lord. For you granted him authority over all people that he might give eternal life to all those who you have given him. Now this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I have brought you glory on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do. Mm. That's what Jesus is. Man, Jesus is a finisher. He finishes things. He, Jesus says, I brought you glory on the earth by finishing the hard work, man. This wasn't an easy work. This was a hard work. But he came to and he finished the work God gave him to do. And through that, he glorified God. And now, Father, glorify me in your presence with your glory I had with you before the world began. I'm going, he's going to pick his glory back up. It's going to be a rough couple 48 hours. Thursday ain't pretty. Friday gets worse. Saturday is quiet, but Sunday coming. He's going to pick his glory back up. Verse 6. I revealed you to those whom you have given me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me, and they have obeyed your word. Man, can you feel the affection here that Jesus has for his followers? Man, he loves you. He loves his, he loved the 12 and those 72 and those that he walked with in the first century. He has deep affection for them. But I want to tell you something. He has deep affection for you. He has deep, deep love for you. I've given them the words they gave. Uh, I gave them the words that you gave me. And they accepted them. They knew with certainty that I came from you, and they believed that you sent me. I pray for them. Mm. I'm not praying for the world, but for those you gave me, you have given me, for they are yours. All I have is yours, and all you have is mine. All glory has come to me through them. Wow. Wow. You see what he's saying there? God's, they are his glory. Like children, you know, can say, you say, our children are our glory. Jesus is saying, my disciples, they, they're my glory. 
That's moving, man. Because we don't think of ourselves that way. <laughs> we often think of ourselves as like, he's got to drag us along, drag us around. Sometimes, sometimes he do. <laughs> to be honest, sometimes he does. But to think that Jesus, his, his look towards us is, no, nah, they're my glory. My kids, man, they're my glory. I will remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world, and I'm coming to you. Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. Wow. Wow. Well, you can go on and read the rest of that beautiful prayer of Jesus all the way down through chapter 17. I'm going to stop right there, man. I'm going to stop right there and pray. And um, just let those words um, just soak into our hearts, you know, that, that we are God's, that we are his glory, and he loves you. You're a disciple of his, you're following him, he loves you. He's doing what he did on this week so many years ago. He did that because, because of you, for me, because he loves us. Um, thanks be to God. Let's pray, y'all. Lord, what a what a uh, an amazing God you are, full of love and grace and glory. Thank you that this day reminds us of um, all that you went through for us, how you prayed for us, how you served us, how you gave us ways to remember you and to remember your love and your compassion. Thank you, Lord, that we are one loaf, we are one people. Lord, help us to be one, even as you and the Father are one. Lord, help us to build up the body of Christ, to build up brothers and sisters, to pray for one another, to love one another, and to serve one another well. Hmm. God, I thank you for this family, this, this, this morning prayer family. God, we're, we're part of the same family. So whether we're in Ohio or Indiana or Virginia or Florida or Louisiana or Texas or New York or Pennsylvania or South Carolina. We're one family. And so, Lord, I just pray that your body might be built up today, that your people might be strengthened, that they might have a sweet day of fellowship with you as they consider your love for them and, um, and the work that you were determined to finish for them. We love you today and give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you today. Thank you so much for being a part of, wow, keep tripping over this microphone. Thank you so much for being a part of the podcast today, for uh, spending some time reading these touching, moving words of Jesus. It just carries a little more weight when you read it on Monday, Thursday, I think. Just, you just feel it. At least I did. Just feel it a little diff- deeper level. So tomorrow I will have the podcast, not on Facebook or Instagram, but uh, for the Good Friday readings, log on to the podcast. We'll be doing a special edition of the podcast for Good Friday. So Apple, Spotify, Anchor, uh, wherever you get your, uh, get your podcast from, that will be available tomorrow. Uh, for Good Friday. So would love for you to check that out over on the podcast. 
You guys are the best. Love you guys. I really pray you have an awesome weekend. If, I, if you're not with us tomorrow, may you have a great Easter celebration. We're going to be having a, a Good Friday service at 7 at Bayside, 7 p.m., and then we'll be doing three services on Easter, a sunrise service at 7 a.m. over at Ari Olds Park in Oldsmar, uh, and then a 9 and a 1045 service at the Bayside campus. Uh, it's going to be a great day, guys. Uh, be sure you get out there. Bring your family. Bring your friends. People will come, man. Easter and Christmas, those are the days that people are often respond positively to your invitation to come to church. So invite somebody. Invite your friends, coworkers, uh, someone who, a parent of, of one of your kids' friends, whatever. Uh, get people around Jesus. Help them to come and see the goodness of God. All right, you guys. Love you guys. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.